Launch Director NTD, our launch team is ready to proceed at this time. Chronicles episode 57 is at your door. It's knocking. It's like this. Yo, let me in. I want to entertain you with some knowledge, with some storytelling, with some storytelling. Don't mind me. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just going over some notes here and, and um, talking some shit. Anyway, how are you? How are you doing? How has the week treated you? And are you ready to dominate another week? You know, sometimes I talk about, uh, you know, um, approaching Mondays like with all with everything, with all you got. But I'm telling you right now, if, if Monday is anything like today with the weather, I mean, I might just want to just cuddle in. Oof, call off sick. I didn't say that. Anyway. Um, let's get right into it because I can get uh, lost in a rabbit hole with shenanigans. Um, first and foremost, thank you all for uh, sharing and and reposting and um, chiming in on the video content that I got coming that I've been sharing and the uh, you know the previous uh, interviews that I've been releasing. Just a big thank you. Um, sometimes you just get a gut feeling like you're on the right path and, and that's what I'm feeling right now. It's a lot of sacrifice and it's a lot of work, but um, you know, the end result for me to, to feel like I, I've succeeded is to just um, put this on a platform where it can be seen nationwide, right? Why not? But really to get uh, everybody's attention, with the stories that we're sharing, with the journeys that we're sharing here at JMC, and to get people talking, uh, and, you know, you know, and and then when people start talking, then we can start getting sponsors to to get involved and start putting some money up and help your boy out, you know, um, because uh, um, unfortunately, you know, money makes the world go round. And I say unfortunately because you just can't do what you want to do and 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 want things to move your way. Sometimes you need a little push, you need a little shove. So, you know, uh, for people that have donated to the uh, buy me a coffee that I have on my website, jmcpod.com, thank you. To those that have uh, contributed financially just to uh, the podcast itself through Anchor, which is, it's not Anchor anymore now. I think it's like Spotify for podcasters or whatever. Thank you, too. Um, for those that are buying hoodies and t-shirts on my website, again, jmcpod.com. Get the merchandise. Get it. That shit's helping. Thank you. Um, because I put it all back into this podcast. So... Um, you know, that's why I was able to upgrade and, and get stuff, some, some stuff that I, that I could use. Um, 
And it's beneficial. It's helping because, you know, when people are scrolling through their phones, you know, when they're when they're looking at their social media and, and whatnot and they're scrolling, it's what catches someone's eye. So what can I do to catch your eye to get you to pay attention to these stories, these journeys? And, uh, you know, today's no exception. I'm talking to LaRock Hudson. Uh, LaRock, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, one of the things that I love is getting to, to meet new people. But like when I have like really vibrant down to earth conversations that you just click and vibe with somebody, that's what really uh, um, that tickles me pink, as they say. And the conversation I had with LeBrock is uh, is one of those conversations. Real cool. Uh, my man was excited when I hit him up uh, to see if he'd be down and jump on the podcast. He was like, bro, I've been waiting. Like uh, it was, it's one of my favorite responses of all time uh, to be a guest on the podcast. And it, it made me feel good that um, that people are listening and enjoying the content, enjoying the enjoying the mission that I'm on here. So, uh, obviously my man came down, he sat at my house, we chopped it up for what, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, he's got an interesting story. Listen, uh, LaRock, uh, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm giving, I'm giving you what he's got here on his LinkedIn here, LaRock. Okay. Diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant. So when it comes to, you know, marginalized people, when it comes to BIPOC, when it comes to, um, you know, minorities not getting their fair share, um, you know, uh, speaking truth to power. When it comes to shit like that, LaRock's your guy, uh, an advocate. And, uh, you know, in, in the conversation, we talked about how that that fierce stance and that way of looking at things, how that came about. Where did that stem from? Because uh, we talked about how, um, you know, getting to a place where you're rubbing elbows with people can also lead to a place where you're ruffling some feathers. And, you know, he, he talks about how he understands that and he understands where he is and how he's comfortable in his own skin. There's a lot of things that don't bother him because of the upbringing that LaRock had. And, and we get into that very early on in this conversation. So. Um, dope conversation, phenomenal man. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, linking back up with LaRock, hopefully soon in the future, just to catch up and shoot the shit and hang out. Um, the brother's doing a lot of work for good. It's a good thing to have people like him in your corner. Um, so listen. Let's just get right to it. Episode 57. Okay. We're talking about the labor and we're talking about the fruit. And we're talking about LaRock Hudson right here on, on the, the Journey. journey. Crime. See, and that's the thing. Like, I've sat here and li- I've sat there and listened to this, a lot of your episodes, man. And like, I don't get tired of the conversation. Oh, word. You know what I mean? And that's an important part of a podcast, yeah. especially when you're interviewing folks, new folks every time. Yeah. Like sometimes the interviewer can get a little drab or if you're dealing with a subject in the interviewee, you know what yeah. I mean? That isn't 
into you it. You can't pull it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't pull yeah. an ex, some sort of extroversion out of them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of those end it's, up. And that'll happen. Dead in the water. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it will. But yeah. there hasn't been there hasn't been times where I've gotten to that point where I'm like, oh, pull, yeah, I'm tired. Of, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of these two right now. Let me turn this off. Yeah. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, it's so always much, been bro. like. Damn, I'm out of time. Got to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sh- shit. <laughs> I try to focus on, like, um, the storytelling as much as the, the getting to know mm-hmm. the individual. Um, only because I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to make this um, not a question answer, question answer. Let's talk about what you do. And then yeah. you answer. And then I ask you another question. I really want to dive into things. Right. And. That's why I try not to do too much research. I like to just get a feel because um, the the organicness of the conversation is what I'm thriving for. So you could say something that I'm not even expecting and all of a sudden I want to dig into that. Mm. You know what I mean? And, right. and so the, the next 25 minutes we're talking about something I didn't even know I wasn't prepared for. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that. Um, and so the reason why I say that is because I, I got hip to you. Uh, through social media a lot of a lot of the people with the exception of maybe people that i know outside of work or my uh, wife's friends a lot of the guests that i've had are through social media and um what i like to do is just once i see somebody share something and i think somebody shared something of yours and then i realize like i like what he said let me let me follow Mm -hmm. um and so, like, I usually don't hit somebody up right away. Like, oh, I, I, I like what you're doing. I, right. I, let me just sit back and let me just see mm-hmm. what's going sure, on. What's going yeah, on because I, um, I just like to get a feel. And uh, one of the things that I appreciate about your posts and, and, and what you share and what you're doing uh, from the small lens that I have is the authenticity uh, yes, that sir. you deliver. Yes, it's sir. it's like um, take it or leave it. Uh, and, and you're you're polite and there's candor there but you're very blunt um that's what people get they expect that from the rock throughout the years i mean are, are you from lancaster are you, are I'm, you not? I'm not from lancaster okay um so i mean we'll we'll go ahead and go there like yeah i grew up an army brat okay um so you're bouncing around yeah yeah the first 14 years of my life like were on the road pretty much like um I've lived in Europe, I've lived in Central America, I've lived in the southern United States, obviously the eastern United States, Yeah, um, I've lived in the southwest, um, so I have a lot of different experiences sure. geographically um, that are part of me and that I bring to the table with that on- authenticity. Um, And a lot of other life experiences, right? Like, um, for example, um, I am the product of a broken home. I mean, gotcha. like so many of us, but um, I don't know that there's many of us, at least that I've heard come across this microphone that are from a broken home um, with that military background, right? Right. Um, so not only are you lost in the sauce socially, but at home you're lost lost right got you um my dad didn't leave once twice but three times um in mm. in major segments of my life um and so 
there was, you know, some other nigga filling that void. Got you. Um, that you know wasn't always the cup of tea. Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't always, we don't always, yeah, catch the vibe from Got, that, from yeah. that, from that new dude. Sometimes, right. you know what I mean? Um, more often than not, it, it's we don't. Yeah. Um, especially being a young man. Right. 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 Um, and so, yeah, yeah, like, um. As that military brat, um, I would come and spend summers up in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia with my dad's family. Okay. Um, so from the time I was like six until 12, gotcha. 10, 12 years old, um, every summer, regardless of where I was at, you know what I mean? Wow. Um, I would come, spend the summer, you know what, and go back down um and then do the tour up here, right? Because my mom is from here too. Obviously, she's from Chambersburg. My dad's from Philly. Okay. Um, okay. They met in Chambersburg. Gotcha. Um, and so, like, I would come in the summers, do the tour around PA. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, go go home wherever home was. Gotcha. Um, but to kind of reel it back a little bit, a lot of those um, experiences from that I had geographically. Um, formed my opinion of things and how I see things now. Sure. Um, because I I, I try to do a lot of self reflecting. Okay. Um, more so now than as a young man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, I I can remember and I have the albums and pictures of um the opulence and decadence and um you know, the extroversion of, of Europe, right? But then- What's the, the opulence and the deculence? Whew, man. You, <laughs> that I opened up. Never, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, I mean, if you you just, if you Google Europe, right? Like, some of the first images that you're going to see is of, like, castles and, yeah. and the Victorian construction and things that have lasted for, quote-unquote, centuries and centuries and- the things that we idolize, right? Yeah. And why we idolize those things is a whole other story, and we'll probably get to that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because of the work that I do. But um, then I, I, I saw the, uh, I was able to see, and, you know, I feel like it's a gift and a curse, but I was able to see the, um, the depravity and the humbleness and the um, wherewithal and um, the poverty, mm. right, uh, of Panama and, and um, Nicaragua and, and the Central American countries that we only hear about on the news, sure, right, um, as the specter of immigrants and migrants. Um, and you know, again, it, it, it kind of formed who I am. I mean, I don't know a lot of folks, um, my age, younger or otherwise who had like house people, like housekeepers and gotcha. I mean, I would, I don't want to say servants cause they weren't servants. We did pay them. Yeah. Um, but 
Panamanian dollars yeah, to American yeah, yeah. dollars yeah. ain't shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were service. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't look at it like that when I'm five, six, seven years old. But in hindsight, again, self-reflecting, like we had servants. Um, and so, again, like that has shaped who I am and that authenticity because I have found myself have having servants, but being in poverty as a man, Mm. you know what I mean? And so like just having that secular, uh, event in life, um, I feel, I don't want to say gives me the right, but gives me, uh, the respect of self to um, be able to, again, reflect, have that hindsight, know the situation for what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. But then also know that I, as a man, have experienced, not to the extreme what those folks did. Sure. Obviously, but... Um, you know, what I mean, there's yeah, been no, days yeah. and months and, you know, years that I've gone without. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just is what it is. That's life. Um, but again, that's all of that that I bring to the stage. Right. Um, my mom always told me that you need to be able to talk to the garbage man and the president. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that polite audaciousness yeah. that that you were speaking about that's where that comes from yeah you know what i mean um i can do both of those things um i choose to be me and if the president wants it he'll come and get it if he if the garbage man wants it he'll come and get it if they don't they don't like yeah yeah um not having social uh foundations i was about to say that, you know what i mean yeah. not having the social foundations that um folks build from being in places for long periods of time um have caused me to be somewhat of a loner right yeah. um to the point where I, I have social anxiety to a certain extent sure um and being in crowds of people meeting new people um and it's like for myself um I just try to put it out there. Yeah. Right. Um, again, take it or leave it. Um, nine times out of 10, what I'm telling you is the truth. Right. And if you feel some type of way about it, it's because you're not doing whatever work it is that you need to do. Yeah. To be able to understand that with an open mind and open heart. Yeah. There's also like a sense of comfort with, and I'm sure this came with, with time and and I want to dig into this too, but there's, there's a sense of comfort that I personally relate to where it's, I know what my flaws are. So I'm going to get at it first. Mm -hmm. Let me put it out there. Let me, uh, the be rabbit defense, bro. Yeah, you know it's what I mean. Yeah, defense. but it works. It's it almost is. like you, the, I'm, it's how I'm, you got to be. You have to, and it's um, it's that's the comforting that I have social anxiety too. And there's times where, you know, um, my wife and I will joke around like, "Wow, you're, how are you doing a podcast?" But you're, I, I, the irony is, I don't really like talking to people, but I do. Right. 
I just don't really like being in loud, crazy rooms with people that I don't want to talk to. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not the social butterfly. You know what I mean? So when you say that, um, I can relate. When you're bouncing around, uh, army brat, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, as a child, are you picking up the pieces in regards to what you're talking about? Or is this coming later in life when you're um, starting to put things together? No, as a kid, like, obviously, like I don't remember, like, verbatim conversations that were had or things of that nature, right? I remember things that I saw. Um, and I remember, as a kid, speaking on things that I saw. Um, especially those things that seemed extreme to me, right? And when I say extreme, when I would come up to Pennsylvania in the summers, like my dad's folks lived in Germantown. Okay. And my mom's folks in Chambersburg, my grandma lived in the projects. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, So... Like when I would say, mom, have those questions, right? Those inquiries, those deep inquiries that kids have. It was because I was seeing something extreme. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. mom, grandma from the Jacks, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I've seen some things. Yeah. Um, But it's like when we're taking our housekeeper, Gloria, home. And we pull up to like the ruins of this building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not just a derelict building. Yeah. Ruins. Yeah. Yeah. Of a building. Mm. And, you know, Mm. folks who have been to the Caribbean have been to Central and South America. They know, um, and are very familiar with the cement buildings that exist. Right. Because those things are hurricane proof. Um, And so there's a vast number of cement buildings. um, And so you you pull up to drop Gloria off at. This a weathered building that's in ruins. It's a ruin. Yeah, Yeah. it's a heavily weathered ruined building Um, like. I can I could remember asking my mom why they had these barrels with water. Oh, collecting the rainwater. Exactly. Like, wow, yeah. As a kid, it didn't click that they didn't have running water. Yeah. Right? But that's one of those things you reflect on and you're like, damn. Yeah. Um, Or like you roll up and just up the way folks are in the river, right? With their clothes. And you're a kid and you're like, why why they got their clothes out there? Yeah, yeah. Washing their fucking clothes. You know what I mean? And it, like, so in your innocence as a kid, you don't know that they don't have what you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So... Like there's that innocent assumption, sure, or or innocent presumption, um, and then you know as we all do later in life, and it didn't take long. Okay, you okay, made, that's what I was wondering. No, 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 it didn't take long. Like 
the light later bulb in the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Like yeah. literally later in the day, um, when we got home, and my mom obviously felt more comfortable talking about it. She's like, "Look," and broke it down. Okay. Cool. You know what I mean? This is what happens. This is why she stays here four days out of the week. You know what I mean? This is why when she comes, sometimes she got these bags. Like, God, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she had, she was awarded benefits that her friends and neighbors weren't able to have. And those people that we saw in the river, right. Collecting the water. These are her friends and neighbors. Mm. You know what I mean? And so four or five days out the week, I mean, if she asked my mom would have let her come whatever she wanted. Um, but four or five days out the week, she had a place with a hot bath, yeah. running water. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of these privileges that, you know, she's not afforded in her regular everyday life. Yeah. Your mother was um, instrumental in that aspect in regards to f- filling you in on, on deep issues at a young age or, or, um, or no? She never really, she never really pulled the veil. Okay. Um, on anything except for finances. Okay. You know, I don't know what it is about black folks and us not teaching our kids about money. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was like she tell you everything and show you everything under the sun except that bread. Yeah. <laughs> except the checkbook. You can't see <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a pride thing. Like I I remember even as a kid it would uh and I do this now. Um and it's funny when you say that because I didn't think of it like this until you mentioned that but it's true my kids will will ask questions in in, in regards to they, they're not asking directly but we, we my wife and i could be talking finances in regards mm-hmm. to you know maybe what we pay for the house or what we got to pay for the, and the conversation will come up in front of the kids and i got a 21 year old and a 16 year old oh yeah and i'm i'm looking at my wife like yo we ain't doing this right now because <laughs> i'm not talking money in front of my kids even though really especially i not should be I should be, but I should be talking about how are we going to manage this? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, especially with that age. Yeah. And I'm going through that right now. So your, um, your mom, um, which one, which were both parents in the military? So my funny, you say that, and I'm probably going to say some things that I shouldn't say, but I do the things that I do now to make my own personal hell a little bit less torturous. Okay. Okay. Um, my, my, my dad was in the military, but my mom was somewhat of a uniform chaser. Okay. Um, once she, um, once my dad got in the military and, you know, she had the taste of the military good life and y'all can't, I don't know if y'all can see me or not, but I keep throwing up these air quotes. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, like I said, between times when they were together, there was these other folks, and yeah, they were in the military too. Okay, I got um, you now. Now, and I'm so it like up, yeah. that's where that's probably what expanded my uh, military career, if you will. Gotcha. Um, as being a military brat, yeah. Um, because if there wasn't those other uh, in betweens, if you will, um, she probably would have came home a lot sooner. Okay, and I'd have been 
you know what I mean? I got you. A partial military. Brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that I kind of want to piggyback back off of yeah. when I was like, when I was saying, these are things that you're experiencing at a young age. Mm-hmm. And, and you said, you know, it wasn't shortly after that you kind of picked it up and realized it. But in regards to issues like that, when you start looking at, the impact oh, how of, that had on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That no, wasn't yeah, no, later. That's, yeah, that's later in life. Okay. That's later in life. Um, that's later in life. The impact, when I realized what type of impact those things, those experiences um, had on me was, I mean, it was later, but probably in my late 20s. Okay. Um. So it it it's life is funny, right? Um I went through this period of because having to move around so much, learning how to um not be dependent on folks, be very independent, um kind of introverted, um self-sufficient may have you. Um and that led to me almost going um overboard or extreme um once I was allowed off the porch. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and you know, as black and brown folks, sure. we know what that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like I I yep. I hit the ground running. Yeah. And it was zero to sixty. Um um so and, and and that was due to you know not having the exposure to other folks um consistently yeah. right and um developing this i guess need to be seen um or need to be a part of because I was always the new guy um, and that led me to do overly extroverted things. Okay. <laughs> um, like what? Um, not, not bad shit. Yeah. Just, um, like I was very athletic, so I played multiple sports. That okay. was one of the things. Um, um, I've always kind of been cynically humorous okay um so kind of being the the funny guy yeah you know what i mean i was always like the funny athletic guy you know what i mean um not cool but not not too not in the in crowd but not a fucking weirdo yeah yeah you yeah, know I what i mean you. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i know that like um so <laughs> but like that also led me to um let me back up when the military life ended we settled down my mother myself and my brother we settled down in um a little township i'm not gonna say say it's a town because you drive through it yeah you won't even know that you drive through this motherfucker that's how small this shit is (laughs) um called plainfield Okay. Um, Plainfield, Pennsylvania. Um, it's like three miles south of Carlisle. Okay. Um, Big Spring School District. She built a house out there, um, which you know 
I didn't at the time as a fucking kid not recognizing what a feat this is for sure. a single black woman to have her home built. Oh yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Way out in bumfuck Egypt, you okay. know what I mean, where ain't nothing but the clan and the cows yeah. out there. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um mm-hmm. and um yeah, so that's like where we settled down and um for whatever reason my happy ass decides that I need to feel needed out here. Okay. Right. And so um when you say out here, you mean out in the sticks. Okay. Brother, this is this is <laughs> Listen. When I say this motherfucker might have four people of color in the bitch now. Oh, yeah. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. It it's yeah. Um but uh you know, my mom was hip to what she was bringing me into. You okay. Know what I mean, okay. not necessarily the place that I was at in life. But definitely the atmosphere and the environment that um, she was aware she how she was contrib what she was contributing to you Cor- and, on and both. Does ends. that make sense? Does that make on, sense on, on, on both ends? Okay, right. Not yeah. so. She knew like where she was bringing us. Gotcha. As yeah. far as geographically, sure, that's what, what we yeah. were going to encounter. You know what I mean? Quite honestly, it, it wasn't no shit that we ain't encountered before. That's why we was able to encounter what. Right. You know what I mean? That's yep. how she was able to just break it down with words, not necessarily put us through a whole training regimen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, she I don't know that she was in tune with where I was at. Okay. Okay. Um, and the things that I necessarily needed. Um, because she was focused on trying to be, you know, personally successful in building this house and da 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 da. Gotcha. Um and so being in this overly predominantly white um school district yeah. area, area um and being not being a little submissive black boy mm-hmm. um led to me having issues um with the school with folks in the school um with the administration of the school um, and that was probably the most formative time okay. that brings me to the place that I am and the work that I do now. There was a long road to get there no, no, to, to that part. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, and like I said, this was, um, big, big spring school district, um, in in Newville, Pennsylvania. And um when I entered into the school district, I was in sixth grade. Okay. You know what I mean? So, well, so twelve, that, yeah. going on thirteen. Yeah. Well no no no. I'm I'm an August baby, so I my birthday was always right at the beginning of school. Oh wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was always one of the youngest in the class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but I was always premature because I was always, you know what I mean, with adults. Yeah. Like up until that time I was usually with adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I wasn't playing sports, I was with my mom, with my dad, you know what I mean, or with other adults. Um there wasn't because of that military upbringing and always kind Bouncing of being around, isolated, yeah. right? Yeah, gotcha. I, I always felt more comfortable with adults than I did 
kids because adults are more mobile. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna see them motherfuckers more often than you yeah. are than you are kids. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah. So, you know, playing multiple sports, um, being kinda a funny guy, you know what I mean? Like those things were positives to a certain would have been positives right if i was in the type of environment that would have welcomed a black guy being the funny sure overly athletic type yeah you know what i mean yeah. but that wasn't the environment gotcha. that i was in yeah um and so yeah that lot that led to a lot of flack with classmates that led to a lot of flack with um the school district um to the point where um we had to get PR, PHRC and the Department of Education involved um, mm. uh, because there were uh, situations where I was being punished uh, more harshly than my white counterparts mm. for menial shit. Talk about by the teachers. Yeah, yeah. Teach Well, I mean, teachers, administrators. Staff, yeah, yeah, sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and, like, I was never, like, a um like a insubordinate kid. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? I was always pretty respectful. Um wasn't until later in life where I'm like fuck y'all fuck authority. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would think it. Sure. But I would be compliant to for the most part. Um and um like I said, like those battles with those early battles with authority and having to take on the power structure as a 12 year old kid with, you know what I mean? Holding his mom's hand. Um, but being, having to be totally responsible for everything that happens through the process because I got to fucking go to school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The end of the day, 180 days out the fucking year, I got to go face these motherfuckers again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that that just form that is what has formulated me into what I am today and who I am today. Well, when you mentioned during it was during your formative years, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> you said this this is pretty much what led you to the road of of what you're doing now, um, advocating, um, strategizing working with working putting black and brown people in in positions can you break down and explain uh, how you got into what you're doing now what you're doing now what your thought process is for your, the, the how you're looking at what you're doing for the future cuz the, the the beauty and the the thing that I that I've seen um many people that I interview including yourself isn't something new it's 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 there's always this saying that i've heard where it's almost like there's there's things that we're doing that we're probably not going to see the fruits of oh and yeah certainly. Are, you, are you picking up so mm -hmm. it's almost like you're you're blindly having faith that this will work out for generations from now the reason why i bring that up is because i don't think a lot of people notice that in the work that takes place in these small little windows in the city uh where people are doing big things 
Um, you always hear about the big uh, shit that happens in the bigger cities. You mm-hmm. hear about the on the news, the movies that are made, yeah. but the stories that are peep. That, what you just broke down for me, and, and I, obviously, I want you to. to I, I'm not trying to step on your toes. Yeah, no, here. I'm just, good. I, I wanted to bring that up because yeah. I never had a chance to really say that before. But th- what you're doing isn't something new. It's just a shame that there's a consistent battle and work that needs to be done to put black and brown people in a position to help black and brown people mm-hmm. in a position. Do you ever can, do you ever think about that? Because it's almost like the, the hamster wheel of work and, and I always and, think about that. Yeah. It drives me fucking crazy. Okay, cool. It's but, funny because I, my partner was just telling me today. She was like, listen, I watch you and all you try to do is be a conduit to help other people. And I see it stress you the fuck out and it hurts me. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to turn the shit off, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, It's it, it. And let me, let me, let me be transparent, bro. Like, Please. I'm I'm 43. I'll be 43 years old this year, okay. so I'm not a spring chicken. Yeah, by any means, I'll be 44. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shout out, shout out to the the 40 plus club. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so as much as I do think about the work that I'm doing or try to do that. I won't be around to see. Um, there's so much work that I'm doing that there's, in the terms of this work, going to be instant gratification. Okay. Right? Um, a lot of the folks, um, especially in Lancaster, like Lancaster's special from the aspect in that it's so small and the median age of the folks is so young. The median age of folks in in Lancaster City is 32 years old, Mm. right? So the average folks of people in Lancaster City is 32 years old. Wow. 10 years younger than us, right? Yeah. So if- That's nuts. If we, if I was to give one of these movers or shakers, right, that needs- five dollars five dollars today i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see the fruit of that labor they're 10 years younger than me i'm gonna see that i got you now you know what i'm saying i got you now yeah and in some cases these folks are 15 20 more than that younger than me yeah you know what i mean and they're at a place that i only wish that i was fucking at i was just gonna say i only wish i was fucking there bro yeah and because we can't roll back the hands of time, I'm not going to envy them and where they're at. I'm going to support them to get them to where they want to be. There you go. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, I have all of that magical shit that they call potential and had it back then. Yeah. But there's a lot of time that I fucking squandered. You know what I mean? And so when... I go out in these streets and I I tell folks the half-ass joke that I said earlier about 
wanting to make my hell, my own personal hell a little bit less torturous. Like, dog, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, it's a joke, but I'm serious. Yeah. I you know you. what I mean? Like, I, I did enough dirt to fill the gap in between me and these young folks that I'm out here trying to help that hopefully by doing these things in the 10, 20, hopefully 30 or 40 years I have left, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the ancestors will shine down on me um, and see that I turned over a new leaf and was the person at least that I was supposed to be. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Maybe I didn't aspire to be or make it to everything that I was supposed to be, right? But, um, you know, there's more wealth in spirit than there is in money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, as long as they see that, we good. There you go. Yeah, and I I, I like that. Uh, I like that thought. Uh, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, um, and, and I've mentioned this several times um, throughout the course of this podcast with the interviews that I've done. Uh, when I'm talking to people uh, from the area, especially like I grew up in Lang. Yeah. Um, and like, um, I know Lang isn't perfect. And I, I know I'm from it, so I love it. But mm -hmm. where it's at now, compared to where it was at when I was a kid, even in high school in the late '90s, it's leaps and bounds as far as like what's being brought to the table. But what I do appreciate is the consistent uh, foot on the neck, so to speak. Of let's not get uh, lost in the let's not get look what we're doing. Yeah, let's you see not what get I'm saying? too comfortable. Yeah. Like the glitz and glam is yeah. nice, but you know, sooner or later and the women will tell you, you gotta take that shit off. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And what do you look like underneath that makeup? Mm. You know what I mean? I like that. And, and it it's sometimes you have to use metaphors like that, especially when, you know, we refer to our cities and lands as um, some sort of gender, right? You have to really put it in perspective uh, for folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And they'll tell you the city she is mean, right? And so if she's mean, what's she look like underneath that makeup? You know what I mean? What's making her mean? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like, and you being from the city, like, you know, you know what's making the city mean. You know what you know yeah. what's making the city mean over years, right? And um, it's funny that you said the late '90s because I actually came here the first time um, in I think it was '02 or '03. Okay, and came because um, I was young doing dirt. Um, my stupid ass. Um, <laughs> I was mixed up with my oldest son's mom and um had a plug on some weed in mm -hmm. philly and you know was making trips and you know um just doing dumb shit yeah um but it was wild out here yeah like yeah. and i ain't fuck around out here i just was here because it was an easy train stop yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it was here or harrisburg and um at the time um i actually lived in harrisburg so that was or well i didn't i didn't live in harrisburg but that's 
where my folks were at. So gotcha. it didn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to be trying to yeah. do dirt where I sleep, right? Yeah, yeah, no shit where you eat, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I was out here and um, still got into a bunch of dumb shit. Um, and it was wild, bro. Like, it was when they first started putting all these fucking cameras up on, on every block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like, remember that, yeah. It was wild, like, and in knowing that all these cameras was up and that they was recording everybody, like people just didn't give a fuck, right? Like the 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 apparatus, the institutional apparatus had had its foot on folks' necks, and, and it was, and I didn't see it because I wasn't from here, right? Yeah. Um, I wasn't politically involved. I didn't even have a political mind at that point. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, so I didn't know what was going on in the government. I didn't know what the struggle and strife was in the city. I didn't know, you know what I mean, what this attitude of not giving a fuck was by folks that lived in the city. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yo, yeah, it's yeah. dope out here. It's like no <laughs> Philly out here, bro. Like, what the fuck? So, you know what I mean? Like, I was really out here, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was really out here tripping. Um, and it, it 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 didn't occur to me until, um, you know, I really started spending time back, started, moved back to Lancaster um, in 2020. And I really start to get a grasp on what the struggle and strife was about, right? And what the attitude of folks not giving a fuck was coming from. Um, And it wasn't because they didn't give a fuck. It's because for most of their lifetimes, well, yeah, most of their lifetimes, there's been this force oppressing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not really any other way to put it. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and the pressure of that and the sacrifices that have to be made um, and the expenses that have to be made um for other folks who aren't sacrificing or expending as much as you um, are benefiting from what you're putting out, that um, it rubs people the wrong way, man. It hurts. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it, it regardless of what anybody will tell you, it hurts like a motherfucker to get smacked in the face every day. Mm. And now people will hear that and they'll be like, fuck, what is he talking about? Listen, it's not going to hurt the first day. It's not going to hurt the second day, the third day, right? But on that 10th day, when I've smacked you in the exact same fucking place. Yeah. And it's starting to get that little whelpy callus right there because it's been the exact same fucking smack. 
for 10 fucking days straight. The 11th is going to hurt a little more. The 12th is going to hurt a little more. And every time you get smacked after it starts hurting, the hurt grows. Mm. Right? And it gets to a point where folks just say, fuck it. It's going to hurt, so fuck it. Whatever it is. Right. Right? Whatever whatever we're fucking. Right. <laughs> whatever it is, fuck it. You know what I mean? And at that point when it hurts so bad that they say, fuck it, can you blame them? Mm. Our folks will say, well, yeah. You tell them to get involved so they can change shit. But when you get involved and you realize that the folks that's supposed to be on your team ain't on your team. Yeah, the inside once you, okay, yeah. I've right. heard this I've heard this story before where and it's the like game, once you get in there. Oh yeah, and the game is rigged, right? Mm-hmm. Not not even not even once you like get into the actual structure that can change shit. But just getting into the the body or the group or the party may have you mm. to attempt to get into the structure to change shit has the keys and gates and boundaries and barriers and everything to keep these black and brown bodies that get to the extent of saying fuck it out of the power structure out of those bodies or committees or entities or parties that could help them to change things and how deep does that rabbit hole go when, when you say yeah I was about to say and that's the sad thing is you start you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and then when you start getting hip to shit um, sometimes you just want to take the red pill bro it, it, yeah you know what <laughs> like, I mean and, can we just do have a do over yeah. I just want to take the red pill again I'll go back to sleep <clears throat> even when I'm doing the podcast there's a lot that I learned because I don't know a lot of everything I just know a little bit and 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 I'm I'm I always I'm always admitting that because that's the whole premise behind this podcast mm-hmm. is let me learn more right um but <clears throat> I've always been aware that um situations like that once you once you're in you start seeing the layers that have been put in place mm-hmm. um where it's almost like it's I give up um so Considering what you've seen and, and and considering everything that we talked about, like how how does one start um, dissecting those layers? How does one start looking at things? Um, I don't want to say more positively because there's nothing wrong with the way I feel things are looked at, but how do you maintain that positive outlook? This goes back to the are the work that you're doing that you're not going to see the fruits of mm-hmm. because that's the kind of shit that's put in place in my opinion to put to get to let people go i this is too much i'm not going to see the i'm not going to see this happen oh, yeah. anytime soon oh yeah i'm not going to see this happen in my lifetime mhm i mean it, so there's situations like that and then there's situations that you're put in because you aren't going to be anything except authentically you that 
cause an immediate ripple effect or immediate change. Okay. Um, and it's kind of turned into an unconscious two-pronged approach. Okay, okay. To, you know what I mean? To, to breaking down these systems, right? Like either folks find me palatable or they don't. And yeah. we can move on in this education of what it's going to take for the support of black, brown, and traditionally minoritized folks to receive the same benefits and successes that their white counterparts and other privileged counterparts have received, right, in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Or we're just going to keep hitting this wall and not right. getting anywhere. Um, but every time we hit this wall, you're going to fill it. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. I, I do like that. Yeah. Right. Like there's not, there's it, as long as I'm around, there's not the, the passive escape. Right. If I'm in it and we hit the wall, it's going to be abrasive. You're going to feel that you hit the wall and you're going to want to divert your direction because you felt that you hit this fucking wall. Yeah. Right. And I feel like for too often our predecessors and some of our colleagues, but they learned it from their predecessors and their mentors were more of bumpers than solid boundaries. Mm. Right. And that's where we get that, the, the, the sleeping generation or the the complicit generation as folks call it. Okay. You know what I mean? The yeah. folks that didn't really do nothing. Oh, just put your head down, put yeah. your nose to the grindstone, you'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that the shit is rigged, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh no, don't make no waves. Just go ahead go ahead and do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? Like you're not at the place you don't do the work that I do, right? Right. And you know that don't work. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're feeling that that yeah. don't work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In, in your life. And your life isn't one where you're interacting with these government officials and sure. calling truth to power on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, were, you were professional. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the work that you do. And, and now you're switching over to this because- that shit didn't work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The putting your head down, making somebody else's pocket fat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being a stickler for somebody else's shit wasn't happening for you. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so it was like, I got to find something new. Yeah. Um, And my way of something new has been because I was kind of in the same place, right? And before 2020, um, I just kind of volunteered. You know what I mean? Like I would donate shit. I would work. I would volunteer for different organizations, kind of part-time, like fleetingly when I had time. What drove Um, you to volunteer? Like what was it that? Just kind of the self-reflection and stuff that we talked about earlier, Um, just wanting Knowing that even even in what 
we would call poverty in the United States, we, I still had a whole lot more than arrest a lot of other motherfuckers. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, what the government's telling me is poverty ain't, yeah. might not necessarily be poverty. Right. Yeah. Um, and when you are a young dude, right. Making $16,000 a year on the books, but you got multiple pairs of $200 shoes. Yeah. The math ain't math. And as you say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not necessarily <laughs> poverty. You know what I mean? Um, you say you had started volunteering, um, and that's what that's what started you to get into the political mindset, so to speak. Or um, no, 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 no. So okay, so I, so from young, my mom, my grandmother always kind of instilled a sense of giving back in myself, and my brother, right, and even um my later stepmother who I would get very, very close with more so than my biological mother always instilled a sense of giving back to the community in some way, shape or form, some way that you could afford to give back. Right. Um, so, you know, once I became a a young man of a, a mature mind, um, and figured out this thing called life enough that, I would be um, willing enough to give away time, money, or or other. Um, I, I I got I started getting involved and um, just volunteering on on a slight basis with yeah. you know different organizations and, and um, school orientated groups. You know what I mean? Because I had my son at that point. Um, and so, um, I mean, that went on for years and years and years. Okay. Um, I mean, and in addition to, um, you know, always making, like, we, I would never, like, sell, like, old, like, clothes and stuff, right? Like, we always donated those things. Gotcha. Um, so, there, there was always, um that instilled in in me and I tried to pass that on um to not just not just my kids but folks other folks that I come in contact with um because I really believe if you give back um to those less fortunate um it comes back to you sure and it comes back to you stronger than what you get absolutely um and doing that on a consistent on, on a consistent basis will 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 keep you sufficient you know what I mean? It'll keep you not wanting. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But yeah, yeah. Once, um, once I didn't have to worry about a paycheck. Oh boy. It was kind of off to the races. Then I could devote all of my time to the causes that, um, you know, were important to me in 2020 and the pandemic brought that opportunity. Sure. Um, and so, you know, when um, everybody hit the street protest, then I was right out there. Okay. Um, but not even the the political mind started before that, right? And it started pretty much when I seen a black man trying to run for <laughs> the highest office in the land. Yeah. Um, and uh, knowing 
Let me think. I was 2008. I would have been 28. So, um, about 2008. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just realized, yeah, it was 2008. Mm-hmm. 2008. Um, I was already very keen to, um, the many institutions of America okay. being built for us to f- not only fail, but to be subjugated. Sure. Um, and so I was very curious in how the fuck are they going to take Barack Obama down? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, from the very moment that he became a bona fide viable contender mm-hmm. right um i kind of threw myself headlong into understanding what these governmental institutions were kind of all about gotcha um and i did a lot of reading and was doing a lot of um obviously tv watching yeah um, <laughs> but um just you know over the years trying to um every day train myself as to what some of this terminology is, what this means, what that means. Why are they doing that? Why are they doing this? Um, and not just on the federal level, but also on the state level yeah, and also on the local level. Right. Yeah. Because um, we got to understand like in a commonwealth, every jurisdiction has a different way its local government is set up. Every every one of these little townships and shit okay. isn't set up the same way, mm. right? And so where some might have a supervisor or a manager, one has a mayor, one might not have one at all, you know what I mean? Like there, it, it, there's, and there's more intricate things than that, but those would be kind of some general things that would stand out to folks. Copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it it was really trying to understand um, what the weapon is and how it's wielded, Mm. right? And um, what is it going to take for folks to understand that we have a place in that not it having a place on us gotcha right yeah um and i mean to be honest with you like what what you see doesn't make me a lot of friends Oh uh, yeah, I, you know I, I mean? can understand that. Like yeah. what you see on on social media, yeah, or um, you know, may have heard heard that I said or did, um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get me a lot of friends. I usually only see what you post. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, but I can understand that. That, that goes back to um, when I said uh, earlier about. Um, the authenticity mm-hmm. um, and how you said like sometimes that might rub people the wrong way. Yeah. 
but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I can't be nobody but me. Right. You know what I mean? You can't be nobody but you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if something hits you a certain way, you don't like something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, the presentation's off. The the details ain't matching up, you know what I mean, with what your ideal of what should be happening is or, what, or what's presented to you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Are you responsible for your reaction? Fair enough. I hear you. Right? Yeah. And it's not to say that you go out and you act the fucking donkey. Yeah. Right? But you may curate your rebuttal to an action or a or a conversation in a manner that makes folks bristle up. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. In recognizing, especially when you're dealing with folks that are a part of the power structure, that they wield their place in that power structure as a weapon. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And so if you're bringing a if you're bringing a knife, I'm bringing a fucking gun. Yeah. You bringing a gun, I'm bringing a tank. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, I know at the end of the day, the power structure is bigger than I am. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's where that work that you're talking about comes into play. If I know that I've affected things to the point that now you have to create a policy, you have to create this committee to investigate such a such like, you know what I mean? Not only am I create, not only is new policy being created, but also now there's precedent. Mm for whatever to be more transparent you know what i mean for their for it to be uh for it to hold more integrity whatever the case may be yeah yeah so you um one of the things that i that i appreciated um about um not only like the entire process of interviewing and talking to people but watching what you're doing is you're not just um I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this because there's a lot of people that i there's there's people that i follow and then i realize okay wait a minute you you just like the talk you ain't it, right yeah, yeah you know you what i mean yeah, right, um, right. but there's like a with you and others that i that i've been watching there's like this um i don't want to say educational but you are providing um here's my beef mm-hmm. here's what i think we should do here's here Here's the math. Like, right. like uh, I, I say that because I like when you say that, that the math ain't math. Math ain't math. Um, I appreciate that because not only are you provoking people to think, but now you're giving like the back, the, the back end. It's not just so much a blanketed statement of you're not doing this. Oh, yeah. It's you're not doing this. And here's why I think you're not doing it. Here's what I think you can do. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing A, B and C? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, all that that you have um does the the army the the army brat life the um the experiences that you've had um cultivating um bouncing back and forth does all that play a role in here's the receipts here's here's uh take it or leave it here's the what i need you to do that 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 bravado that you that you 
there is a bravado with you, that, and I'm just meeting you today. I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, bet, pre, I appreciate are, that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Or no, what? no, 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 no. I, I appreciate that because it it's often often mislabeled. Okay. As uh, I'm being macho or I'm being confident and or not confident, but I'm being cocky. Sure. And you know, there is a difference in being confident in your life experience and the knowledge that had a, that that has brought you, mm-hmm. and being a macho asshole. Right. Right. Um, and I'm very comfortable in the knowledge that my life experience has brought me. Um, fun fact, I found out last year that I don't even have a high school GED, bro. Okay. And I've served in the military. Okay. Um, funny thing, I was working for the city of Lancaster, um, as uh, their diversity, equity, and inclusion fellow. And um, I was applying for um, another position with inside the city um, to be their trauma-informed specialist. Um, and so because it was a grant-funded position in collaboration with Penn Health, um, there was other hoops outside of the city hoops that I needed to jump through. Gotcha. Um, And one of those was providing documentation of a diploma or GED. Okay. And so like, I'm looking all through my shit. I can't find it. I can't find my GED. You were were under the assumption that you did get it through the military? Oh, no, 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 no. I got it before I could even get into the military. Okay. Yeah. And, and so like, so as I understand it, because, you know, the original copy is nowhere to be found. Okay. I don't have it. Okay. I know. I mean, and, you know, I, I got shit kind of everywhere, so yeah, I might yeah. have it somewhere. One day it'll pop up. Right. right. Yeah. 40 years from now, it'll pop the fuck up. <laughs> right. Um, but. So I had to contact the uh, PA Department of Education to try to get this G- copy of my GED. So they send me a copy of my GED transcript um, that states something obviously totally different than what the original copy of the transcript would have been would have said that was sent to me because I was allowed to enter the military with that original transcript. Yeah. Um, like literally spent three years at Fort Knox, Kentucky, um, reached the rank of E3. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't do nothing like the military. Hey, here's proof. He did it. You know what I mean? So, so I contacted them and what they told me was that because of some, fire at a records building in like St. Louis or some bullshit. Wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. They didn't know. Da, 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 da. Um, 
Yeah, so I found out that I didn't have this credential that I thought for well, shit since nineteen ninety nine. I've been walking around acting like and thinking that I had. Yeah. Um, and you know, in this day and age, over the past like probably ten or fifteen years, I probably have a phone or a fucking SIM card or some shit around here with that motherfucker <laughs> on it. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> yeah. that'll pop I up did, too right 40 years you already know it's probably <laughs> in an old shoebox or some shit in the closet uh but yeah so i found found that out found out um apparently i failed the math by a point what literally a point um yeah so um, I've been walking around all these all this time yeah, thinking that gotcha. I had this shit. Um and you know, it's funny because like I told you, um, you know, twenty twenty was different. Like yeah. it really made me think about what I was spending my life doing. Um, when the pandemic hit, I was um I was a sales supervisor at Harbor Freight. Wow. Tools. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, and I've been there probably a little bit over a year. Um, but again, um, this was right after we watched Ahmaud Arbery die on TV. Mm. Um, and you know, that was jarring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then two months later we watched George Floyd die on TV um, and it it really brought me back to that point um that we talked about earlier um of you know this entire like school district with its foot on my neck mm. and me just trying to be a fucking kid, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, um, and I was like, you know what? folks took to the streets i took to the streets and my mindset was if this is going to change things so be it i know it's not okay right we've seen this movie before you know it's not right now or do you feel that it's a ripple effect that could lead to something that you believe in or like that goes back to the whole this fruits of the labor shit yeah right but this shit goes in waves bro like how many times motherfuckers hit the streets? Yeah. Well, that's you what know I'm what saying. I mean? Yeah. The the suits button themselves up for a minute. Oh, we didn't realize. <laughs> we 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 apologize. We yeah. recognize yeah. all the all the eyes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so many eyes. Ron Ron should be in that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that was eyes Lee's. That, that but was I picked Lee's. it up real yeah, quick. I knew what that, you were talking. I know what you was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Is like it gets down to like, um, um, like, and I. That's what um, those that are that are trying to prevent these um, movements from happening are banking on mm-hmm. is the exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, the fizzle. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, the fizzle. Um, I mean, for me, I kind of feel like I was built for this shit. Okay. Um, and I say that because, you know, through 
privilege that I explain um, through the downside of life that I explain, and I ain't even really hit the tip of the iceberg, but sure. Um, I got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of life experience, man. Mm-hmm. That's um, what it sounds like. You know, um, like in coupled with moving around um, and that instability, there was the instability of what was going on inside home, right? Um, like I watched my mom be abused. I was abused, you know what I mean, for years physically mentally you know what i mean watch my mom get beat up like watched um for years um watched her escape that try to maneuver through this system that's not built for her to maneuver through right um hit a roadblock in this school district now there's another person, another somebody to fight with. Mm. Um, but again, it's a, yet another power structure, right? I've kind of always been at least a witness, if not a victim, of privilege and power. Mm. And people exerting that over either me or the folks that I love. Um, and so it's like when you've watched it for so long, when you've seen it sap everything out of folks, when it sapped everything out of you, yeah, it's like, well, fuck y'all, yeah, like, what are you gonna do, right, at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I said I I haven't really hit the tip of the iceberg because um, there was like a good ten years of those early adult years, bro. I was in and out of jail, all crazy. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> it's funny because, um, like to this day, like Ric Flair is one of my favorite pop culture oh, man. figures. That's one of my man, favorite, bro. And like. And it, it was that, right? Like, it was living that Ric Flair life. You know what yeah. I mean? Just jet flying. You know what I mean? Partying <laughs> women. Wearing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 partying the women. You know what I mean? Trying to be that guy. And, you know what I mean? That guy all, all too often leads us to the wrong place. Mm. Is plural. Um. And so there was a lot of time in those early adult years where um, that I lost and wasted um, either fucking around with the wrong women, fucking around with the wrong activities or sitting my ass down in fucking jail. Mm. You know what I mean? Or on somebody's fucking papers getting ready to take my ass back to jail because... I'm not listening to this fucking paper shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you let me out. You got to catch me if you can. <laughs> you said that you're built for this. And, and I, you mentioned that the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Um, uh, Is what you're doing now, like, the aha moment where you're like, this is what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing? Or are you still I mean, trying to I, figure that out too? 
I'm still trying to figure that out too. Yeah. Um, because I haven't been able, I haven't been able to figure out how to monetize it in a manner that's going to be sustainable. Sure. Right. And so everything that I'm giving now is um, bringing me to the capacity of what's on my plate or taking me over the capacity okay. of what's on my plate. Okay. Um, and when I say on my plate, uh, I don't necessarily mean what I can handle, but my capacity, my personal capacity. Okay. Right. My tank's full. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Anything, anything that, that I anything more that I could do, I'm gonna have to find some way to afford myself another tank, yeah, or go on loan, you know what I mean, yeah. Um, but I say, I say that I'm built for this because I'm of the firm recognition that there's nothing else, there's nothing that they can take from me that I haven't experienced or I haven't seen. Gotcha. Right? And that takes me to those reflecting periods when Gloria was collecting rainwater and her neighbors was washing their clothes in the river. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that takes me to Dolphin and Lancaster and York County jails sitting in isolation eating fucking food loaf. You know what I mean? That takes me to the welfare system. That takes me to this fucking broke-ass healthcare system you know what i mean like yeah. i haven't had dental or fucking health insurance for years bro yeah you know what i mean like wh- y'all can't take shit yeah 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 i'm still fucking here i might not have no teeth soon but yeah, yeah i'm yeah. still fucking here uh, yeah you know what i'm saying and not only am i here but y'all motherfuckers don't know how old i am unless i tell you mm. you know what i mean so Either the genes is good or I'm doing something right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm able to walk out here incognito yeah. and do the things that I do. Um and know be the knowledge that anything that they do to me is not gonna hurt mm-hmm. or kill me. Right? It's not gonna hurt me or kill me. Once they do those things, there's a price to be paid. Sure. Right? So nothing that they can do is going to hurt me or kill me. Bro, I'm free at that there point. There you go. Absolutely. I'm that's, fucking free. It's a liberating feeling. Like it, mm-hmm. What more what, can you do? Right. Right. What am I going to... What... And it's funny because like, folks will say, oh, I can't believe you said that to so-and-so. So-and-so is only so-and-so, right? At the end of the day, nine to five, they might be the mayor. They might be city council, so-and-so. They might be, you know what I mean, this person, that person, blah, blah, blah. The end of the fucking day, who the fuck are they? Yeah. Yep, they're just them. And regardless if they're sitting in that seat, in that position, in that office or not, all day, they bleeding the same red as you. They're a person just like you. Yeah. Right? So don't worry about, oh, I can't believe why you said this to Deneen or whoever the fuck. Why don't you say it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
And then the other recognition is you're paying these motherfuckers. I was about to say they're in a position where they're supposed to be hearing all sides. However, that's the that's you're the, paying. These that's the bag. There is. Um, I believe that. Like, um, if I'm handling things appropriately, if you're in a position and I feel that you need to hear whatever it is I'm feeling mm-hmm. or what I see, that's you're in the position to receive that information. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm giving it to you in, in, in a cordial manner, you may not like the tone. You may not like the delivery. Right. But it's actual. It's factual. I got nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people aren't comfortable with confrontation, mm-hmm. and that's the, where you got to get over that hump. You got to like, get over. Yeah, you got to get past it. Yeah, you got to get and past that's, it. That's the part where I'm like, yo. Sometimes that goes back to the conversation we had earlier about, and, and I wanted to jump in. I'm glad we're, I'm circling back around. Mm-hmm. Is is the uh, the uh, the generations of of the keep your head down? Oh yeah. You know, uh, I have met family members where. I'm like, you act like you don't see the fucking writing on the wall. It's not working that way. You, like, we oh, gotta, it's not me. Yeah. Oh, don't don't yeah, worry. You just oh. got to use these words and you just, all you got to do is, yeah. but that's not changing. It's not working. No. Um, people don't like confrontation. And, mm. and, and, and I, can, I grew up hating confrontation, but I realized my mom always used to tell me this shit. You know, sometimes you just got to, you got to handle things and you got to take care of it first. You got to be, that goes back to the to the uh, well, the beginning of the conversation where I was like, sometimes with my anxiety, I got to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, confrontation, I, I don't like it, but I know I got to open this door to get through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm opening the door and I'm going to use my creative proudness, however you want to word it, the way you're, you're savvy, the way you handle it. You know how to manage yourself through that door, but I'm going through the fucking door. Right. And I feel like when I'm watching you maneuvering and I'm and I'm uh, listening to you talk, it's the, your life experiences have helped you maneuver yourself through the doors. And people have feathers that are getting ruffled, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And do you see? What do you see yourself? Um, I always wrap up my interviews like this. In the next five years, five to ten years, what do, what is Larock Hudson doing? Where where do you see yourself? Um, manu- how how are you going to be maneuvering? Are you are you trying to create a stronger impact with the work that you're doing? Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so right now I'm on the mission. Um, and it's funny because with me, like, my missions are all my missions always the missions that I tend to pour myself into are always based off of some sort of slight that I've taken. And so where I see myself in five, 10 years um, is influencing um, and helping to support the next round, next couple rounds, next few rounds, next generation of black and brown leaders in, in the, in the region. Gotcha. Um, you know, there there's been numerous situations where um in entering into different um we'll call them opportunities, 
but I don't really feel as though if something isn't welcoming to you and ready for you to belong to it, that it's not an opportunity for you. Fair enough. Um, so there's been numerous quote unquote opportunities that um, I've been involved in in the area um, that have turned out harmful mm. um, to you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Harmful to me, harmful to and harmful. To, thankfully, harmful to me. Um, because if it was, you know, a POC who didn't necessarily know how to defend or stick up for themselves, right, or didn't have the confidence to, um, then it would just be another situation of these organizations or the power structure itself fucking somebody over. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but there's been numerous situations where, um, you know, the life experience and knowledge that I bring to the table, even when backed up by substantial fact, substantial statistic, yeah. statistic statistical data, when backed up by had higher educational learning, um, because I'm not stupid, right? Yeah. Like, I I may not have the formal education and with the with the paperwork to show you, but all of my mentors is in higher education. Yeah. All of my mentors high are educating the stat quos mm. next generation of leaders. Mm. You know what I mean? Like these are the folks that I rub el- elbows with, smoke weed with, and go to brunch with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like folks. One of my best friends just won two Anthem Awards for a talk show. You know what I mean? Like, I don't put myself around folks that right. are of a lower caliber intellectually than myself. And because of that, um, because of that, it gains me respect, but because of the lack of credentials doesn't gain me respect. So it's this back Um, and forth. Oh yeah. 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 It's like this middle kind of wavy ground. Like, um, does he know? Does he, does he not know what he's talking about? Oh, well let's just see who cosigns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and instead of looking at the work and letting it speak for itself. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So where I'm at right now is, um, I'm really focused on creating, um, opportunities for the next generations of, of leadership, making it easier for them to access the funding and, and resources that they need to um, grow their businesses, grow their organizations, kind of live out their dreams, you yeah. know what I mean? Create the type of programs that are going to help themselves and folks like them, um, but also um, creating programs um, to help the next, ber- the next, the next round, the next couple rounds, the next generation, few generations of leaders, um, learn how to become leaders. Right. Um, and I say that because of a recent experience that I had, um, where I was in this current core class of leadership Lancaster and, um, due to some situations um, by fault of the executive director and leadership Lancaster, um, myself and another woman of color 
um, exited the program. Wow. Um, and so because of that experience, um, well, during that experience, it became clear to me what we needed, right? But more importantly, because of that experience, it told me that we need to, there needs to be somebody or a place where folks, um, more particularly folks of color, can learn to build support systems for each other within the perspective within the professional setting and networks. Gotcha. Um, because all too often we run into situations where we're being discriminated against or um, the power structure is working as it should. And we're all by our lonesome. Yeah. Right. Like I'm sure you've run into multiple situations over the years where, you know what I mean? You're going through some shit and your homeboys on the job. You think they, <laughs> your homeboys on the job. They're sure. like, Oh man, they're, How's that thing going? Right. <laughs> right. And they, they, they've heard the whole story. Yeah. They know it's not your fault. Yeah. Right. They know that it is a, yeah. uh, it's a consequence of somebody's fucking conditioning or white supremacy or some combination of the two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause all too often in manufacturing and in industrial, that's what it is. Yep. Right. And they know that you homeboys, homeboys, quote unquote, know that's what it is. Yeah. And they're like, well, how's that thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's and you're little- like, bro, why you the fuck not speaking the fuck up for me? Like, yeah, you've been through this shit, too. Yeah. I'm not the only one we've yeah. talked. We matter of fact, Johnny, we just talked about you going through this shit two motherfucking weeks ago. Why yeah. in the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it hands off? Do you not see the the similarity? Here? Right. Yeah. Right. Um Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I want us to be able to have enough knowledge um in how to be able to um guide others. Yeah. Right? In building support within professional setting. Um to alleviate each other of those burdens, mm. um, especially alone, right? And creating, um, even though we come with it programmed in us, um, still we still need the re, the affirmation that leading with emotional t- emotional intelligence is the most important and effective way to lead, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like um, people of color need um, a specified leadership program for them um, to bring them into that next level or that next echelon. That's um, cool. Very similar to um, what leadership is like Lancaster has done yeah. in the community. I mean, yeah. they've been going for 50 years now. Yeah. Um, really bringing people from all types of industry into the community and providing a network um, that they can kind of bounce off of and grow from. Um, very similar to a fraternity. Um, I think that folks in this area need that. Yeah. Um, they need a staple like that. Um, yeah. One of the things that um briefly while you were talking 
you mentioned the word affirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I appreciate that because uh, when I was, when I was in elementary, I went to project forward leap. I don't know if you're aware of what PFO was. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the reason why I'm bringing that up and why I equate that to my experience with that was um, that was gifted to inner city youth um, to help propel an your academic school year. So, I was sixth grade going into seventh. Yeah. I went to Millersville for the summer, mm-hmm. educated what was going to happen in my seventh. So when I got to seventh grade, I was already hip. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because um, I felt noticed and I felt the affirmation yeah. of you can do this. Yep. Um, and because of that experience, I, I as a man now in my 40s, and I do this more now than I did in my 30s and 20s. I look back and go, everything I'm fucking doing right now, my train of thought, the way I, I, I want to operate, how I believe in myself, really a big chunk of that stems back to um, that affirmation. But also, like, there was a lot of shit that I was exposed to that that, that was a blessing to me. And so when you say... Um, a frater- it's like a fraternity the affir- the affirmation it's you're talking about tools and gems that will manifest a lifetime and generations mm-hmm. because you're giving somebody the affirmation that they're going to then pass on yep to their children yep. and, and and in black and brown families that's um huge mm-hmm. um we so yeah absolutely and I applaud you and did notice a uh, while we wrap up here, you brought up soccer. I remember mm-hmm. you were selling or looking for soccer gear. You play soccer? I do. I didn't know that. I, I mean, obviously I didn't. I just met you, but I, yeah. how long have you? Is that from bouncing around, seeing things over over the world? You got hip to uh, soccer? No, no. I've been playing since a kid. Yeah, Word. that was one of the only consistent things. That's one been one of the only consistent things in my life. Gotcha. Um, and then... Um, we kind of separated during, um, you know, my knucklehead phase that I was saying earlier when yeah. I was um, trying to live my Ric Flair lifestyle, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, um, yeah, we lost touch with each other when when I was wooing all over the place. Yes, you woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and, man, I was old when I picked it back up. I was... 34 still 34 when i picked the ball back up um but that's a that's a i i admittedly i don't play soccer um and it's always hard for me to watch it but i've always admired like the stamina Mm -hmm. like bro yeah that's a lot bro you're running yeah running 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 but you love that shit obviously yeah yeah it was i ran 3.4 miles Okay. Sunday, so you keep and it up. was and we wasn't even really playing. It was just kind of kicking around. Oh, um, what are you doing? You keeping track of the miles while you're while you're playing? No, nah, no, nah, my homeboy got the Apple Watch. Okay, okay, okay. I got so you. he had three point four miles, but I run faster and longer so you, than some of these dudes because they got the dad bodies and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah, like, um, I mean, but. I, I try to be as competitive as I can. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? At going on forty four going on forty three this year. Yeah. And what I mean by that is there's no like competitive shit for 
niggas are right. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, the best you're going to get is some shit at Spooky Nook. Or yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I try to make the most of what I can. Gotcha. Right? And so, like, from the, from spring, well, let me think. Uh, spring league starts up in March. Okay. Um, So, from March until November, um, I'll probably play two leagues at a time. Damn. So you're busy. Um, and then a couple, a couple tournaments over the summer, and then a league or two in the fall. Um. And I mean, so it's therapy for me too. Yeah, sure. Right? Um, because there's only so much that you can get out of, um, you know, speaking truth to power and screaming at the power structure, like. It it's not very rewarding. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that adrenaline so, rush through yeah, soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It and um, the position that I play is pretty physical. Okay, um, I'm a forward. Okay, and so um, in addition to trying to score goals, you're always being um, funny. Um, you're always being approached by. Uh, you know the the opposing power yeah, structure in look the at that. defense and the goalie. Yeah, uh, and so um, I like taking those hits. I like giving those hits. Um, and um, I like uh, knowing that I um was able to outmaneuver or out um work my opponent. Gotcha. Um, even at forty three. Yeah. Um, so like last year, um last year I just came back after the pandemic. Um, so I hadn't played since um uh, January 20? February twenty twenty. Okay. Um, so I came back last year in March, um, and I set a personal goal for myself to score twenty goals by fall. Um, and I ended up scoring thirty nine. Wow. Um, through all the competitions that, that I participated in. Um, and, not, you know, I, I felt on top of the world because yeah. I'm playing with guys like ha- oh, half, half my the, age yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, most of the, yeah, most of the guys um, that I play with are half my age. Like there was one league that I played that was over 30. Okay. Um, but. Even still, they're young. Thirty is probably in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you know, I mean that that gives me the confidence again to um, just keep going. Sure. You know what I mean. I'm able to do what I love in, in the sport. Um, also, you know, take out some of that aggression. Um, that it, it's a very uh, very uh, psychological game. Mm. Um, because of the amount of time you have to run. Yeah. Um, and it's 90 minutes and the clock don't stop. There's yeah. no timeouts. Got you. Right. And so you got to figure out how to manage those 90 minutes. Yeah. One to not overcome to one to not be overcome. Right. But also to be able to maintain and or overcome your opponent. Sure. So it kind of plays in well the similarities with how you're managing your career and your leisure activities. And I say leisure loose loosely. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's not all leisure free. It's hard work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I commend you because, uh, 
like, yeah, I, I, I'm not running in my life. Uh, and I used to work at FedEx and uh, it, I used to start at 430 in the morning mm. and we had to punch in, you know, and it, we'd be running to the punch to punch in and everybody would run, run by me. And I used to be like, I, I'm going yeah, in late because cool, right? I'm not running. I don't run. So God bless you, bro. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Keep keep it up, man, because uh, um, fuck it. If you can, why not? Exactly. Um, in this life exactly. especially um thank you thank you for uh uh first of all thank you for uh, accepting my invitation uh your response to my invitation oh, was my is my favorite absolutely uh i'm gonna save it uh i hope we keep in touch obviously yes, sir. i look forward to, to seeing you again out and about and um well, look I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get you some money for this thing oh uh, man i appreciate I really, it i really We'll talk. I really believe in this thing, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. thank you. You don't go work. Go, thank you. You don't go work. You sound good across the waves. Um, your your interests and and your picks for for folks that you've had on the show um, has been spectacular. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you know anything anything you need from me. Um, just let me know, man. Word. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for coming by, LaRock Hudson. Absolutely. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, sir. That's it, man. And just like that, I am on to another one. LaRock, thank you once again for joining me right here on the Journeyman Chronicles. Uh, and you are officially an alumni of the JMC uh, journey. Um, uh, keep doing what you're doing, man, please. And um, if there's anything that I can do, uh, to lend a hand or whatever I, I hope that you you think of me and reach out um because as much as i love doing these i also love um contributing in other ways as well so um nonetheless god bless you bruh take care of yourself and i'll see you soon for the rest of you check this out next week i got an episode for you that you're also going to enjoy it's episode 58 i'm talking to jasmine taylor aka pan spoken word artist a music artist uh, a poet uh a rapper my girl's got bars she's just dropping them listen you're gonna enjoy this conversation because we really get deep about mental health and um what she had to go through so that's next week episode 58 on the journeyman chronicles until then please take care of yourself and remember to maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons. My name is Felix C. Arroyo, and these are the Journeyman Chronicles. <laughs>